Radio MD. RadioMD.com. It's time for the Dr. Lee Vin Oker Show. Here's Dr. Lee. Hi, and welcome back to the show, Health from the Outside In on Radio MD. My next guest, Dr. Jennifer Haith. She is an assistant professor of medicine at Columbia University. She's a practicing cardiologist, and she's here to talk to us about sex and heart health. So welcome, Dr. Haith. Thanks Hi, for thanks being so much on the for show. Having... Hi, yeah, thanks for having me. So, you know, I, I imagine it's... Um, a big uh, issue with heart patients, the question of uh, uh, heart attacks and health. And, you know, we see in the movies all the time um, these issues of, um, you know, men having sex with younger women and then suddenly, you know, they're clutching their chest and they're having a heart attack. Right. Um, but there's been studies that came out that said, in fact, that's that's not a very common way to have a heart attack, Correct. That is correct. So, well, first of all, I want to, since it's heart month, I just want to bring attention to the fact that men and women are right. both at very high risk for heart disease and heart attacks. In fact, it's the number one killer for women in the United States. So we right. should just be very cognizant of that. I mean, people have heart attacks doing nothing. They have heart attacks driving their car. They have heart attacks playing tennis. Occasionally, they have a heart attack having sex. It's sort of the same as doing anything else. You could have a heart attack pretty much at any moment in, in time. So there are instances where people have a heart attack during sex, but it's probably, you know, just as common as doing nothing, you know. So I don't, right. I don't think people should shy away unless they have very specific conditions that their physician has told them not to, you know, engage in sex for a specific reason. So let's talk a little bit about sex and your heart. I mean, mm-hmm. It does it have uh, heart healthy benefits? <laughs> well, I'm not sure that anyone could ever actually prove that it has a heart healthy benefit. I think that there's certain you know assumptions we can make, like being in a relationship with someone where you feel intimate and connected is great for your heart because anything that reduces stress and makes you feel happy and relaxed is good for your heart. So in those ways, we can sort of extrapolate that sex is good for your heart. Um, you know, there are there's some evidence that sex can reduce pain uh, in different areas of your body. For women, it reduces it releases oxytocin and causes muscle relaxation. Um, and so, you know, it's possible that it could reduce anginal symptoms of chest pain and things like that. Of course, people worry when they get their heart rate up and their blood pressure up that could they have chest pain in that setting. And again, it's possible, but it's probably unlikely. And what's more likely is that it's bringing people relaxation and a Uh sense of well-being so you think people are overestimating how aerobic their sex life is (laughs) yeah i mean there's some people say that you know sex lowers your blood pressure because you know you're you're feeling good I, i mean i think really probably what happens is you know the person who's on top we think that the heart rate probably gets to an average of 120 beats a minute person who's on the bottom probably gets to an average of 110 beats a minute and the blood pressure probably goes up to the range of 160 over 90, which is high, but which is appropriate for sort of a burst of um, aerobic exercise. And really, most uh, instances of sex take about 5 to 15 minutes, sort of depending on who you're with. And so, you know, it's a very short period of time. It's a short period of time to have your blood pressure a little high and your heart rate a little high. So while it is aerobic, it's not the same as doing 40 minutes of, you know, moderate to vigorous exercise four or five times a week. It shouldn't replace that, for instance. 
Okay, right. That's what you tell your patient. Because, yeah. you know, I mean, we all know how we feel during orgasm, but really when you think about it, right, how long are those effects um, taking effect? And, you know, is there um, some prolonged effects afterwards when I mean, you're not having... That- not specifically on your heart other than, you know, orgasm definitely causes relaxation afterwards. Um, it definitely makes people have a sense of, you know, happiness and well-being and feeling connected. And so in those ways, it's very, it's very good for your whole body's well-being and stress reduction. But there isn't going to be any sort of long-lasting, you know, benefit many hours later that I'm aware of. <laughs> Um, now, there was a study or have there been studies about the frequency of your sex life and, and uh, as lowering your risk factor for heart disease? I think there was something that talked about twice a week these men right. were less likely to have heart attacks or were they just in better shape anyway? Yeah, so there was a study that said that men who had sex twice a week were less likely to develop cardiovascular disease than men who had sex once a month. Um but, you know, it's a little bit hard to know exactly what the confounders of that study are. You know, is it really that your people who are having sex twice a month are feeling more connected to their partner? Um, are they healthier in general? You know, so it's not a prove. It doesn't prove that sex prevents heart disease, but it definitely suggests that it's probably good for your, like, a heart-healthy life to be engaging in, you know, sex with your partner twice, twice a week. Um, yeah, and that sounds pretty good, I think, to most people. But, uh, <laughs> That's probably true. Right. Oh, and then, then there are always the people, you know. It's hard to tell when you're, I imagine, unless researchers are sitting there watching it, that it's hard to get really reliable information about people's sex lives. I, I think that's definitely true. And and it's, it's always going to be hard to know exactly how to, like, present that in a in a research study as we you know research studies should be randomized and blinded and controlled in order to avoid bias and you know people's sex lives are personal and private it's not something that they want to you know introduce into that kind of an arena so we really go most of the time we we go based on you know what people tell us so it's more of a retrospective type of study so then earlier you kind of alluded to, you know, when maybe it wouldn't be healthy or, you know, what do you tell your patients that have had heart attacks? And I imagine, you know, after a heart attack, there's a whole host of emotions, depression, you know, people feel fallible, suddenly faced with mortality and they get depressed and worried about all kinds of things. So what do you advise them about their sex life and are there times they shouldn't have sex for a while? Right. So usually after a heart attack, like a real, you know, you showed up in the hospital and had a heart attack, we usually tell people not to have sex for about two weeks, um, just because the heart is quite irritable during that period of time, and it it is a small burst of aerobic activity. Um, After that, you know, if people develop chest pain while they're having sex or they're having chest pain that's becoming what we call unstable, so suddenly they're experiencing their angina more frequently, or if they have very advanced heart failure, um, that's where they're very short of breath. You know, these are, they seem kind of obvious, but these are reasons you might need to avoid having sex um, for a little while until you're more stabilized. And obviously certain kinds of arrhythmias. So when we, someone has frequent arrhythmias that are potentially lethal, we worry that those could be triggered by a fast heart rate. Hmm. 
Yeah. Now, what you talked about with depression is really important. Um, People do feel very depressed sometimes after having a heart attack. You're right. They feel, you know, young people feel like they can't believe they had a heart attack so young. Old people feel like they're about to die. Um, And so it really is so important to be for people to be treated for depression, for their heart, actually for benefits for the heart and for their sex life. It's true that some antidepressants can make sex a little harder, make it a little bit harder to achieve orgasm. But really, what's best is to treat the depression first. And then once you're feeling better, and maybe even your sex drive is up a little bit, then come down on the medication a bit with your, you know, talking to your physician to allow you to feel, um, you know, like you can have a more fulfilling sex life. Hmm. Yeah, and I I imagine that is um, really important. So just, uh, we have just about a minute left. So what do you think your best advice for your patients is with regard to sex and their heart health for men and women? So all of my patients who have heart disease, I I tell them that once they're stabilized and that they haven't had a recent heart attack and if they're feeling relatively stable, that they shouldn't and feel free to engage in the sexual activity and that it's, in fact, good for you, good for you to feel connected to a partner, good for you to have an emotional connection with someone, and that that's actually a stress reducer and good for your heart. Okay, some good advice. I want to thank my guest. This is the Dr. Lee Van Oker Show. It's health from the outside in. Feeling good can start with looking good and a healthy sex life. So stay tuned into your health. 